Welcome to Homeschool Musings. This is Mina, your host, where we dive into all things homeschool, curriculum, philosophy, poetry, daily reflections, and so much more. Thank you for joining us. Today, we have the pleasure of having Adrienne Brown with us, who is a wonderful homeschool mom who has homeschooled four biological children and four adopted, so eight children. We have much to glean off of her life experiences. She's also an author for several books. Welcome, Adrian. Glad to have you here. Hi, thank you for having me. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself and what has spurred your passion for homeschool? Oh, well, it started a long time ago. It's been over, um, I guess, almost 24 years since I first started. And it all started with my firstborn he was in public school. He went to kindergarten and first grade. And, um, you know, there was just a few problems going on with his, I guess, his behavior. Mm-hmm. They they felt that he was a little too rambunctious in the school, you know, and that um, uh, I guess I felt that they were going to um, try to, I can't even, I don't even know what to say right here, but... <laughs> I just felt like they were going to try to put him in a special class, you know, like an mm-hmm. IEP, because mm-hmm. they felt they said that his um, behavior was just overwhelming in the class. And he was just a little but boy. I, and that, and they, he was just a little boy. He and they, little oh, he was boy. just curious. He was very yeah. curious. He was just, as a matter of fact, when I look back, looking back up on it, all of the kids I have right now, if I put them in in public school, they will all have the same problem Mm -hmm. because they just want to have fun and play, you know? But anyway, they made me take him to be evaluated to a program called child find at the time. And, um, you know, the, the women who evaluated him, they concluded that there's nothing wrong with him. He's bored. He's just bored. And one of the ladies, a younger lady said, if I were you, have you ever heard of homeschooling? <laughs> I had not heard of homeschooling, but she actually said that to me. No wow. joke. And um, I actually wrote about it in my book, but um, he, she, she suggested homeschooling. So I said, I don't even know the first thing about homeschooling, yeah. but you know, God was in the mix right there too, because he sent so many people to me to help me understand, you know, what this homeschooling thing was all about. And after I got my, um, you know, started looking into it and researching it and meeting new people, we just ran with it. And I I didn't want my son hurt anymore. You know, I I knew that he was capable of doing things. He was capable of one teacher said that he could not even use scissors to cut a straight line. No, a zigzag line. And she called me for, you know, a parent meeting one time. I went. And so she, as we're sitting there talking at the table at her desk, she calls my son over and she said, come here. Um, I don't want to say his name, but come here, Mm son, cut this paper for me. And he took the scissors out of her hand and the paper and quickly cut the zigzag. (laughs) And she said, oh, well, he doesn't usually do that. (laughs) So right there, I knew that he could do the things that she was saying he couldn't do. Right. She, you know, she said he couldn't pay attention. Yes, he could pay attention. Yeah. What he was, he was bored yeah. in your class because what he had, what he, what you were teaching him, I had already taught him at home mm-hmm. in my daycare, mm-hmm. you know, from kindergarten to first grade. Yeah. He already knew that he, some of the things 
um, that they learned in kindergarten, I had already taught him. He knew, he knew how to spell his name. He knew how to write his name. He knew his colors. He knew his shapes. You know, that type of thing. So it sounds like you were already homeschooling. You just didn't know it yet. I didn't know it yet. <laughs> I, and you know, that's another blessing from God because I had a neighbor that lived next door to me and she ran a daycare from her home. And I got a lot of the information from her on how to help my child. See, she was trying to tell me to get, she was helping me to get my son prepared for kindergarten. But God was using that for me to get my my child ready for homeschooling. <laughs> you know, but at the time I didn't know. Right. right. So that, and then that just fueled, that just fueled it for me. Like, like I said, he went to kindergarten and he went to first grade. So the kindergarten teacher is the one that suggested that I take him to child find. And the first grade teacher, she was such a tyrant in the class. I kid you not. I, my child was not the only one. There were other, I, I talked to several parents at the bus stop that had, that was having the same problem with their child that I had. My child would come home. It, this hurts my heart to even think about it right now. He would right. come home sometimes and just like very nervous and mm. upset. And it was because all day long, he had been sitting up under the tyranny of this first grade teacher screaming mm. at the kids. And then I, so when, when I figured this out, I spoke with some of the, um, some of the teacher, some of the other parents at the bus stop only to find out that their kids were going through the same thing. Some of their children were afraid to go to class. They didn't want to go because the teacher was so mean. And I'm not saying all teachers are like that. I'm talking about my personal experience with the teachers that my son had. Yeah. And like I said, my son, he was, he was rambunctious. He was a very curious boy, Yeah, but he wasn't, he wasn't, um, the devil, you know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> right. And he was just a boy. And I think that's, you know, talking to another boy mom here, that's mm-hmm. one thing when you start to research out, it's like the way that the education system is laid out right now, it's laid mm-hmm. out for girls in the way that they learn. And it's typically exactly. taught by girls and boys are just, yes. it is polar opposite almost from the get-go, you know, you look at a baby girl, yes, it baby is. Boy, yes, it is. they're just so different. And little boys, especially in that early elementary age, they need mm-hmm. to just be boys, you know? And move. <laughs> right. And be, be allowed to walk. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Be allowed to run. Yeah. Be allowed to, to just throw things outside, you know, what I'm right. saying? like a ball or, right. or take a car and make this loud noise with the car. That's what I had with my boys. Mm-hmm. I knew they weren't, there was nothing wrong with them, right. with my children. They were yeah. just normal boys. Yeah. And so it sounds like that was really the seed that was planted then to, I love the title of your book, Commanded to Homeschool. You know, I chose that that title because I know it was from God. Yeah. Because I didn't tell you about, I mean, you, you have to read the book to understand. But yeah, when I first, after the, no, it was before this, before that incident in the school, before I put my child in school, mm-hmm. one day I happened to be going to Safeway. Mm-hmm. 
I got out of the car and I had my two little boys. They were like, I don't know. They weren't even ready for school yet. I guess they must have been like three and four. Mm -hmm. And I had them by the hand walking towards Safeway. Then this woman came walking up to me. I didn't know the lady from, 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 from Eve. She was a white lady saying things to me. And I was like, what is this woman? This, in my mind, I'm thinking, what is this crazy woman talking about? <laughs> she was saying, you need to homeschool your kids. I'm telling you. And this, and, and at this point, I lived in another neighborhood. And she uh-huh. said, they're not going to get a fair share here. They're not going to be treated right. You need to homeschool. I was like, what? Homeschool? <laughs> I don't know the first thing. What do you mean homeschool? What is that? Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing, really. You know, I didn't, right. I didn't know. But this woman gave me all of the information I needed to get started. She even gave me telephone numbers to people who were doing it. Because wow. one of my excuses was, I can't afford to homeschool. She okay. said, oh, yes, you can. You can do- I have friends that's doing it on a shoestring budget. <laughs> I was like, man. And she said, you see these two little boys right here? They, you, they're they're going to be, ju- they're going to be um, labeled. They're going to be labeled. And you know, it took me a year before I actually, I mean, before, I think it was about a year between that time I talked to her and the time he started school. And that's exactly what happened to my son. Mm. He was, she was, that woman was trying to label him. Wow. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's how I know it's a, it was a God thing. Totally. It was a God thing. Isn't that incredible he, how he works? You know, it's just amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that I was some super saint. Because right. I was not. Right. As a matter of fact, I was a brand new Christian. That's why I say it was the first for a lot of things in my life wow. that year. Yeah. You yeah. know, and um, and um, you know, we just—it's uh, amazing. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So. so you pulled your son out, and then your second son—he was still—he had never gone into the education system yet. No. None, as a matter of fact, none of my biological kids, other biological kids Mm -hmm. have ever been in the system. Okay. You know, and my, the one, my adoptive kids, they went, but that's only because I could not homeschool them until I fully adopted them. Yeah. As soon as I fully adopted them, I snatched them out. (laughs) (laughs) Were you fostering them before you adopted them or? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. My husband and I, when we moved to the other city, which is Orange County, we decided to, um, we, well, what it was, I wanted, we wanted a daughter, mm-hmm. but I was 50 and I was not trying to have, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, cause my last pregnancy, I, I felt like it was like, I just couldn't, my body couldn't take anymore after the last pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but we were like, dad, we wish we had a girl. Cause we had all boys. Yeah. And, um, I had a few, I had a few friends who were already doing foster care and they said, you guys should really try to be foster parents. We were like, what? We don't, you know, and anyway, they, um, to make a long story short, we got into the system and, um, the first thing they gave us was a little girl, a baby girl. She was eight. She was six weeks old. Yeah, six Aww. weeks. And then wow. they gave us three more kids, and I had another girl. <laughs> so she, she was at the time. I think she was six when I got her. So that's two daughters, instant daughters, right? Wow, wow. And so, how old were your so other we children them, when you started fostering? Um, let's see. Roundabout uh, three. Six, 
and seven. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and now now they're like sixteen. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while, Aww. but it's been a blessing. But um, like I said, during fostering, you have to keep them in public school. Okay. Which I did. Uh, is I did that not state like wide, like according to state, or is that countrywide? Do you know? No, I think it's statewide in Virginia. It's okay. they switch it. You know. Okay. So each, each state, state would has be its own. Yeah, each state is different. Yeah. But I, from what I understand, Virginia is more relaxed than all the other ones. Okay. You know, but I, well, I how does I that affect you as a homeschool mom and being so passionate and feeling commanded <laughs> by God to homeschool and then having to send these children that he's put uh, in the steward and you're sending them off every day? I'm sure that was. That was very, very trying, very trying. But God, you know, he already had prepared me to just go with the flow until he fixed it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he made it to the point to where, you know, because at this time we had like social workers. um, um, I don't even know. Yeah, just check in. All the time. Psychologists come into our house. Right looking at us and watching us and they saw the transformation in our children and they really were very positive towards us. You know what I'm saying? They were positive Mm -hmm. towards our household and our methods. And Mm -hmm. we told them all the time, we want to homeschool. Yeah. Our goal is to homeschool the kids. Yeah. They said, well, when you, when your, when adoption is um, official, you can, you can homeschool all you want. So it, it, but it was, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't, I shouldn't, I'm not trying to say I hate public education, but I just felt God strongly saying for my family, mm-hmm. your homeschooling. I don't want to the point to where he even had me, had us apply for religious exemption. Mm-hmm. We applied for a religious exemption, which meant any child that comes into our home will be homeschooled. They're exempt from the public school system because I felt, I believe, I mean, it was, this was a real heartfelt thing. Yeah. I could not do my job as a mother pouring Christian beliefs into my child. I don't feel like I could thoroughly if they're not with me during the day. Right. Right. And besides, I didn't want anybody else putting their thoughts into their heads. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. That's dangerous. That's, That's dangerous. Yeah. Yes. So no, I, I mean, we, it was, it was a serious heartfelt conviction. Yeah. No. And that's exactly, I, I feel the same conviction personally. And like you said, I don't have, you know, any other things toward, you know, whatever people choose to do in their home. But for me, it's, you know, I got saved and it was almost like instantaneous. I pulled my kid out of school and said, okay, uh, this is a God thing. You're, you need to be home with me. He has made me to yes. be your mother. He will equip me to raise you. That's according right. To his That's will. right. That's right. And, and I am a prime example of that. <laughs> does. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and so explain to us as, you know, like you said, you never even heard of homeschool. You had a woman come up to you that was obviously just sent by God. You need to homeschool. How did he lay those foundational years in your homeschool? But, you know, of philosophy and curriculum, and especially like you said, starting what that was 20 years ago now, way different than nowadays. Oh, yes. yes. Well, I was like I told you, it was the first for a lot of things in my life. Yeah. Um, I was just coming to the Lord. No, um, 
become, you know, I had just became a Christian. I didn't really know the Bible. I was just learning. I found a Bible believing church. It's it's so weird. And then I found a Bible believing homeschool group, you know, so everything at one time. And, Uh and, and then I listened to a radio station that only played people who taught about the word of God. I only listened to that. So I felt almost like a female Paul, you know, (laughs) I do know, actually, I do know, like, I'm always, I'm like, I want to wear a t-shirt that says Paul is my homeboy, you know, like (laughs) for real, I get it. That's how I felt. Yeah, I felt like the Lord just was pouring into my mind and spirit so much all at once. And then, and then I, I made a radical change. I, I tell my kids in the beginning, I know people hated to see me coming <laughs> because I was telling them to giving them testimony, telling them about the Lord talking all of the time. So it, it was a radical change. And so, I mean, even to, to the holidays that we celebrated, like, even though I, I don't consider Halloween a holiday, but right. at the time I didn't think how anything different of Halloween. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought that was something, but to do, and, but then we stopped doing that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just felt convicted yep. that we should, we, we went through, we did Halloween and then we said, no, we're not going to go out trick or treating anymore. So we're going to hand out tracks and candy at our door. <laughs> so we did that. Uh-huh. And then I say, oh, <laughs> then we say, I don't want to do that anymore. So we went to, tr- what is it called? That church? Um, trunk or treat. Oh, some churches do. Yeah. The trunk or treat, uh-huh. the trunk or treat. So we did that. And then I got, I was like, oh no, yeah, I feel no, like I'm I still feel dressing you. up. Yeah. I still feel convicted that I shouldn't be doing it, you know? Yeah. And um, even though today a lot of people still do it, but we just felt like that's not, that yeah. wasn't for us. And we don't do it today, you know? Yeah. That, we don't do that in our home either. And no. yeah, it's always, <laughs> you know, I feel like it's like, yeah, you got to be, I rebuke you, Satan, you know, like walking <laughs> through Target because you're just like, why is all this stuff out every October? It's like yes. a stronghold comes over the country and yes. it's just, yeah, it's very grieving to the spirit. It, it but really that's, is. The Holy Spirit will. He convicts you and that's that's how it is in that walk with Christ, right? It's like he gives you as much as you can handle mm-hmm. course, for his grace and then a little bit more, a little bit more. And yes, so on your yes. homeschooling journey, what sort of curriculums and philosophy were you led to in those elementary years? Well, it... it um I don't know. I guess in the beginning, like I said, we, it was a hodgepodge in the beginning because I was learning from many different veteran homeschoolers Mm -hmm. and they just showed me, um, you know, some used a strict curriculum and that was it. Then others used um, something from each different curriculum and they put put like little studies together, yeah. which is what I kind of gravitated towards in the beginning because I was learning myself. I was learning so much mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. Like if I wanted to, I would take the kids outside and go to the park. We wanted to learn about ants. We would find ants and then go get books from the library and read about mm-hmm. ants. You know, that was a hand on <laughs> thing. Right. And then we would come home and draw pictures and make little lab books. of it. <laughs> I had some of everything. I had Charlotte Mason, but I didn't really particularly want to do all of her. I like the classical right. conversations. I had all of that stuff. Um, and then I had a, oh, she was, what is her name? Wanda Phillips. Is it Wanda Phillips? I can't remember the lady's name, but it's, it's what really, really um, guided me was these books that are called, um, they're called 
what every kindergartner should know and what mm. every every first grader should know. I should have looked ahead and pulled yeah. up on my website. But I think it's they're written by the author is Wanda Phillips, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Anyway, she those books has everything in them that you would that like if you're if you're schooling a first grader, it has everything about math, what they should know in the mm-hmm. first grade, um, grammar, science, anything, books that they should have read by then. Those books really did help me tailor a, a, um, a teaching method for my kids. Yeah. So I did that for the first three years. In the, well, maybe the first, yeah, the first three years. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I, um, we stood, I strictly stood by Alpha Omega for the math mm-hmm. and the language because the reason why I did that is because everything was already in the books. Right. And I didn't have to go and find anything extra, you know? Yeah. So I could just give them the book and they and they loved it because they're colorful, pretty pictures and bright, pretty pictures, and the kids love that. Yeah. And um, so we did that in the beginning. So like third grade. And but with science and history, you know, the game, the, it was just my the world. It was my it was an oyster. The world was an oyster. For <laughs> us. Yeah. The library was a treasure trove for us. We yeah. loved going to the library. Oh, <laughs> we were like a bunch of geeks really going to the library, <laughs> coming out with big bags of books. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the one so thing I, I like to follow kind of a minimalist <laughs> lifestyle. But even my kids, we go, you know, we're thrifters and we go to the thrift store. Mom, we don't need any more books. And it's because I'm just like, yeah, where am I going to put all these? But I can't stop buying the books, getting, no. you know, and then you hear about this other book. Oh, that's a great book. Oh, no. <laughs> I've actually just finally started to really utilize the library. Like, oh, I don't need to actually have the book. I can have it for a time frame and then give back the book. So. Well, my philosophy was. I needed a library in my home. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's why I bought, we would go to used bookstores and yep. sales and buy all sorts of books. Right. Because the kids will, but you know, um, one thing, one caveat about that is you have to be mindful of the evolutionary point of view on some of the science books, you know what I mean? Right. And um, right. so my kids at that time were younger, so they can still flip, they can, they can read, but not, really comprehend that as, as, uh-huh. as well as they can now. But so we can look at all the beautiful, you know, National Geographic. I love National Geographic. Oh my goodness. And um, any science book where they have uh, pictures of animals and stuff like that. We glean so much, so much information and they learned a lot. Yeah. Different species of animals and stuff just by getting all these different books. The library um, would just discard these books that were no longer, that they no longer wanted. We right. bought them. Yeah. You can get bags of books for a dollar. Right. I know. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I know too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't really, I don't know all of these titles as far as methods and philosophy for homeschooling, like unschooling. Um, I don't even know the different titles. Traditional Charlotte Mason. (laughs) You know, that's where I just, I jumped into the eclectic bandwagon because I'm like, I just can't put a label on anything. (laughs) And I like to have every... You know, there's things from all the different methods that I find. So I and guess also, that's what you would call me. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. And so then um, as your children, because then it sounds like you were fostering and once you adopted, it wasn't like two separate groups. It was, you pretty much had all your kids at once, all eight of well, them. Well, no, 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 no. That's not, 
What okay. happened? What, well, until this, when I started fostering, my two older ones had just went off to college. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The two so older you kind of homeschooled the two older ones on their own. A little well, like, no, no. I had my four. All four of those are being four. homeschooled. Okay. Yeah, and then the two older ones left and went to college. Okay. Then that means I was homeschooling my two. That meant I had my two, the next two um, oldest kids, and then the four right. um, okay. other uh, younger kids. So all okay. of them together. But so they you remember had a group in high school and then a group in elementary. Yes, exactly. How was exactly. that? How did you manage that? I was, you, you know. I don't know. I guess the way I looked at it was I had already done it for so uh-huh. long. It was nothing. It wasn't different at all. Wow. It was just yep. another addition to what I had already been doing. Yeah. And plus, I I do. I truly do believe God has to put a love for that in your heart. Mm-hmm. You, he really does. Because yeah. if you don't, you will go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. I have had my days. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Every time I have my days, I laugh because my son's response is always, I'm like, you want to go to school? He's like, mom, you know, you're not going to do that. They don't even pray at school. You're not going to let me be somewhere where we're not starting the day in prayer. And I'm like, I know, you know, <laughs> you're right. Okay. Threat, though. <laughs> Just go, go out. Let's take a moment and we'll recollect in a minute. You know, that's true. I'm, like, I'm splitting you back in school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go back to school. They don't want to go back, you know, but, um, so, but you know, we, what, what I have done throughout my whole, our whole, um, method schooling years is the older ones are very well capable of helping me with the younger ones. Like today, mm-hmm. my daughter who is, she's a, well, she's ninth, 10th grade, right? Uh-huh. She helps. She sat down. And reviewed and went over the math with my fifth grader. Oh, great. Because I didn't have time to do it. I was working right. with my um, first first grader. So yeah. I said, okay, well, you take him and help him understand that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I learned a long time ago that I can't do everything by myself. Mm-hmm. And once my kids get to a point where I know they have mastered something, they are going to help me. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm giving you all my lifeblood, Right. Right. So you can help me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and they don't mind. You know? Yeah. And that's if really see, stewarding I, them well, because then you're, yes. you know, they're getting that responsibility and they're learning alongside. And it's like, they just learned it. So it's yes. almost easier for them to then teach, you know, the younger ones. Exactly. Well. Yeah, exactly. And oh I God. feel like I, I'm listening because I feel if you can teach it, then I know you understand it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Absolutely. the way I have always done things. And okay. and it doesn't it doesn't hinder me. Sometimes I get frustrated because I want to work on my business. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, I want to work on my business, you know. <laughs> yeah. But God then reminds me, okay, this is first of all, I told you to do this. Yeah. This is your first job right here. That, uh, and it's a ministry, not a job. It's a ministry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that really what your book, Commanded to Homeschool, dives into? How yes, old were it does. your children? Did you have some that graduated when you wrote the book? No, no, no. Or, okay. Oh, after I finished writing it? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Okay. My um, two older ones had, were gone. Okay. And God Let just really put this. it on your heart, and you wanted to put that out there to the younger women that yeah, because he will I feel equip like, you. Exactly, because I feel like I have, you know, just being, just everyday living, 
I run, I have run into so many younger women who feel like they just can't do it or they just don't have what it takes to even be a, sometimes to be, even be a mom, just Mm -hmm. be home with their kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone. Isn't that just so true of this time though? It's been stolen, you know, like that. Wow. What a blessing to be a wife, to be a mother. And to just own that, you know, that God put that call. It's a calling just to be a wife and a mother. And if that were, that's where God has placed you own that and rise up to everything he's going to lead you into with it. That's right. And don't be, don't sit there as if you're missing out on something, because believe me, when your kids leave, when my first four were, well, when they, when I was an empty home, right? An Mm -hmm. empty nester so to speak. It was only for a short while. I yeah. missed them. I missed doing those type of duties. I missed that. I love yeah. doing that. And yeah. and it's not that I don't have any aspirations because you see how many books I have done. Right. <laughs> I do have aspirations. Yeah. But I just feel like I'm I'm good at that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do. So it was so fun. Was in, you, I, you signed up for round two. And yeah, round got, two. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love and, it. And you and I'm not dumb. I'm not uh-huh. a loser. I'm not lazy. I was. I, I gave eight years to, to the United States Air Force. Wow. I was in the Air Force. I love that. I traveled, uh-huh. but that was pre-Christian. That was my pre-Christian yeah. days. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I traveled the world. I lived in Germany two years. It's not like I haven't done anything with my life. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. And um. But, you know, I just feel like God put that, he gave me the desire. And plus, uh, uh, where also that desire comes from is from what I lacked when I was a child, what I didn't have when I was a child, Mm -hmm. which was, I don't know, it was, that was a really bad um, frame of work, you know, where I came from. Mm -hmm. So I did not want to shortchange my children. I was not about to do that. Yeah. So that's another, that was another driving factor. Yeah. As to why I chose to live, be the mom and the wife that I, that I became, that yeah. I am, I just yeah. say, because yeah. I'm still doing it, you know, but yeah. yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> so do your boys, um, do they, now that they're kind of grown, do they look back and really have an appreciation for that? Yes. Well, let me tell you, you're always going to have one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, although all of my children, my older boys, seem to love the fact how they were raised. And especially some of them are really happy that they were raised, that we moved to the country, so to speak, mm-hmm. so that they can have space and do have the freedom that they had. But um, one of my sons, he's not very, because he wanted to do, I mean, although we did sports, but he feels that he was didn't have enough exposure to like the kind of sports he wanted to do mm-hmm. like basketball or yeah. football. But, um, but um, we, we, they played with teams because we felt like they needed to know how to navigate through the world. And the way we felt that God led us to do that was letting them be on teams, mm-hmm. letting them work in secular jobs. You know, we didn't do everything. We didn't get into a little bubble and stay everything Christian. You know what I mean? Right. Because how who are the, how are they gonna reach or witness to anybody if they don't? To me, that's the way we looked at it. Yeah. If they don't ever see people who are not Christian, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. And um, that was like a training, a controlled training ground for them. Mm-hmm. They were they were being trained to deal with other people, but it was controlled. We controlled where they went. 
So, yeah. So that's why, um, you know, so, but now my kids did not, that's why when they got older, we didn't have to deal with a lot of the things that I see some of the older uh, other moms dealing with, with their children. Our kids, we just didn't have that. They, they didn't give us those kind of problems, right? you know? Right. We didn't, we didn't believe in dating. We didn't do that at all Yeah. because we didn't feel that there was, it was not necessary. Yeah. We believed in courtship. Yeah. Now, if there's someone the Lord led towards us that you are supposed to be with, yeah. then yeah, we'll do all we can to get you together, yeah. you know, with the other family, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. But the other family had to believe in that too. Right. Courtship. But we, and we did a few of those, but it didn't, none of them turned out right. <laughs> <laughs> None of those courtships lasted, but yeah. you know, but yeah. you know, at least it gave our kids, a ch- our boys, a chance to meet, uh, to meet girl, to know how to, uh, uh, you know, talk to girls. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and uh, but anyway, so but we don't. I feel like they were equipped to go out and be able to communicate with people in the system, the people outside of their world, their little bubble. Mm-hmm. That's important yeah. because I, remember I'm on the other end of it. You got, and I have friends who have friends who are on the other end of it too. And the kids are, they're so, they don't know how to, they have, they're confused. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to um, handle themselves in front of, I mean, around other people who are not, who wasn't raised like them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. My, so they were raised a, in a bubble so much that it's even being like in the world at all. It's yes. almost like overwhelming. It causes like almost like an anxiousness of exactly. communicate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, I, I don't think that's good. I think you need to let your kids be exposed to, to a, but a controlled exposure. Right. Don't just throw them out there, <laughs> right. but you know, but yeah, yeah. let them, you know, let them do something right. like my kids all had jobs. They all worked before they left this house. Mm-hmm. But guess what? We would drive, th- drop them off and we would pick them up. Mm-hmm. You know, they went to community college. We would drive. I sat there in the parking lot, waited for them. And when they were finished, I drove them home. Yeah. So they were in a class, a class being taught by people who are not Christian, but they can come right in the car and we can talk about whatever it was they learned in that class, you know? Yeah. And right there, I can, uh, I can, uh, I can, pluck up those negative seeds. Mm, mm-hmm. That's the way I looked at it. Yeah. And, 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 and my kids are, like I said, they don't, they don't really have any real grievances about being homeschooled. They love yeah. being homeschooled. They love it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And are they, um, <laughs> are they believers now as well? All, to, all of them claim to be believers, mm-hmm. but they're not, they are not in the ministry. They all mm-hmm. chose different ways of going. They, they, they know there's a God. We poured the foundation in them, mm-hmm. but they're not, they don't work for them. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. not working for the ministry. Yeah. Like, but I do, my son, who I have one son who is married and he is a very good husband. He is um, a good example. He followed his dad. He's a good example as to what the head of the house supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? And he takes his family to church, which I'm so glad. <laughs> but, um, but you know, I don't, I wouldn't say, I don't, I don't like to, I'm not the type of person that would say, oh, I know for sure, 100%, you know, that they, right. they are following Christ. But I do believe they know who, they have a healthy relationship yeah. with God. And like you, know you said, as mothers, that's, that's our, 
that's where I felt called and, you know, equipped by God is it's like, that's all I can do is lay that foundation and yes. trust that he will in his timing, you know, make that's it right. the root. And that's that it's right. all according to his time and his purpose. And it yeah. is because yeah. it really is. I have a 30 year old and he calls me sometimes for prayer because he's dealing with something. Yeah. So he knows there's a higher power somewhere, you know, yeah. Yeah. and he know is not, is not Buddha and it's not star Wars. You <laughs> right. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. And he knows when you come to me, I'm going to talk to Jesus for you. Yeah. That's yeah. it. He's the only name I'm going to call upon. Yeah. Amen. So wonderful. <laughs> so one thing I want to, um, we were kind of discussing in our, our pre pre interview starting, Mm-hmm. when you are a new homeschool mom and there's kind of that, Oh, what am I doing? And then you overcompensate and you look back because you say, Oh my goodness, what did I do? <laughs> you know? And so explain to us a little bit about, you know, what you did with your oldest son and kind of all these levels of credentials that he has and what he's doing now and some tips that you would give to the younger mothers starting to help relax. Well, well, in the beginning, because I didn't know what I was doing, I didn't know anyone who had done it, you know, and yeah. as far as, you know, to the, from the, from the beginning to the end, but yeah. now, um, you know, now that I'm on the other end, I see where it led him, but I wanted to make sure because of my shortcomings, I wanted him to be equipped. I didn't want to make him lose out because of something I didn't have, you know, um, academically. So therefore I made sure he took every test that they offered. (laughs) So that (laughs) I made him get a GED. I made him take the SAT, the ACT. I made him take um, the Iowa test. And this is all in high school. I made Uh him go to PVCC and he got, you know, and he, um, he took, he passed that test so he can get in. That's PVCC is a community college, right? So, in the Virginia system. Um, I just made sure he was equipped with everything that he would need so that when he wanted to, that he can go wherever he wanted to go and nobody can tell them, Oh, you're, you are homeschooled. So you can't possibly do this at that time. You know, that was like, right. in that was in the nineties. That was in the nineties, but today is so different now. But back then I just, Wanted to make sure I was doing the right thing. So, you know, that particular son, he graduated from high school and the community college at the same time. He had an associate's degree in um, engineering. So, and then he applied for West Point um, School, uh, Army School, Mm -hmm. Academy, and he got in. He had everything he needed. He was, there was no shortcomings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) And, you know, my, my second son too, he got into the Naval Academy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's, and it's directly related to, um, the exposure to all of the different things, you know, his portfolio, their portfolios were, um, overwhelming really. And, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, yeah. this is what, this is what helped them get in. I mean, yeah. you know, you, they were well, a well-rounded student, I should say, yeah. you know, they had community service. Um, they did sports, they did, um, instruments, they did, um, they worked, mm-hmm. they, um, I said community service, they, they were in church, they worked, they served in church at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, my one son was like a, he helped in the, with the youth, 
And he also did, was on the praise team. Mm -hmm. And my other son, he ran the, um, the overhead projector for the pastor recording the service. So they did, they have always, that's one thing I always keep my kids serving in the church, some Mm -hmm. kind of way. Mm -hmm. Although we can't do that right now, but you know, because of COVID, (laughs) we our our philosophy is, has always been that you don't always go to the church to figure out what the church is, has to give you. You need to figure out what you can give to the church, Mm. what you can do to help to serve God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and so those sons are doing well right now. Those, the two older ones. And Mm. I have two right now that are still in college at Liberty University. Okay. Now the third one, he is the one that's being a little slacker. (laughs) (laughs) He has slacked a little bit because he's supposed to be, have have graduated. He should have graduated this year, but apparently he's not. So, you know, that's, like I said, you always have somebody that has something that's going, one that's going to do something. (laughs) But, you know, God has has a reason for that too, I suppose, you know? And that's where I feel when you really have, when you invite God into your homeschool, you know, along Mm -hmm. with every other area of your life Mm -hmm. and he's there really leading and guiding. Would you say that he has helped you in kind of overcoming some of those things of, oh, he's got it in his timing. And that, you know, it's like, that's what we need to be doing as Christian homeschool moms is just laying it at the feet of Jesus saying, I'm going to trust and allow that you'll lead this all according to your will. I absolutely agree with that because I, I, I tell people all the time, that's part of my testimony. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I didn't even, I just, even though I was doing it, I was walking and going and, and going to this place and going to that place. I, every step was led by God. Mm. Every step. He told me what to do. Yeah. He showed me the doors to walk through. I kid you not, even to the mantra, um, and this seems, this is a secular man, but um, Henry Ford, um, he said one time that, I may not know something, but I can find a man in five minutes that does that will know exactly what I need to know. And I live by that philosophy. <laughs> and I know that came from God. God gave mm-hmm. me that mindset because mm-hmm. it was a lot of things I just didn't know. Yeah. Still to this day, I don't know, but I know how to find the person that, that does know it and yeah. that can help us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If my, when my kids needed to learn how to write a report to a kind of report that they can use in college, I found someone who was an expert at it. <laughs> God led me to that person. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. I didn't know how to play the saxophone or the oboe, but my kids do. They know how to replay them yeah. because I, I, God led me to the experts. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> no joke. Yeah. My, child, my daughter plays the violin. I don't know how to play the violin, mm-hmm. but there's an expert out there that's teaching her. Yeah. And that is... So, and- do you ever find it to be, do you think it's a blessing or can it be also overwhelming at the amount of information and all the things? And how would you help guide kind of the younger mothers into that overwhelm of trying to do all the things? Yes. Yes. That's, you know, I tell young moms all of the time, look, you have to sit down and ask God what it is he wants you to do for you and your family. You cannot, don't look at anyone else and try to compare. That's bad. I don't like that. And I've never tried to compare myself to yeah. anyone else. I looked at my children and my husband. We talked about it. And we said, okay, wait a minute. 
What do we want them to accomplish? What do we want them to have? And glean and 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 a combination of what other people information they have given us and advice, even with people's advice, we didn't do everything everything people told us. We just used what fit us mm-hmm. and what you, you got to look at your child. Like some, not everyone, not everyone will like to use a Becca's math, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But we loved. I loved a Becca's math. I have one child who at first really did, he thought he my my third son. He didn't think he would like it. So I allowed him to go off of Becca math and let him do Saxon only to have to come back one year later and put him <laughs> back on a Becca <laughs> because Saxon is so different yeah. from a Becca, you know, even though it's still the same, the same level of math, but they did the way the methods and how they teach it is different. So mm-hmm. you, you have to find something that you understand that you, that clicks in your mind so that you can be able to help them. I tell you the truth with a Becca's when it gets to algebra one and algebra two, I truly relied upon God because I didn't really know that that well, you know, but when someone needs me to help them, God has given me the very words to say in mm-hmm. order to help that child understand mm-hmm. when I don't even understand it myself. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Yeah. I have kids that will testify to that. Uh-huh. that they, they, they said, they tell me, mommy, I said, I don't even know this. They said, mommy, you help me understand it. You help. I got it now. <laughs> oh, good. And that comes straight from God. Mm-hmm. Straight from God. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's amazing to me. And yeah. I, I get very excited and I can talk forever about it. But I get, I, I don't want, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, yes, just through the years that some moms may have gotten a little intimidated, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the word is. But um, it's not because I think I'm the smartest person in the world. Because I'm not. But I am smart when I follow God, right? Mm-hmm. You, he, he says he will make you wise, wiser yeah. than your teachers, right? <laughs> yeah. And that is no joke. That's the truth. Yeah. It is the truth. If, if, if there's something, if you feel like you're lacking something as a young mom, even to parenting. Yeah. See, where I, like I said, where I came from, I, there were no good examples. And, and I, as much as it pains me to say this, there were no good examples of marriage at mm-hmm. all from where I came from. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn how to be a wife through from God. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to be a mother from God. If you yeah. read my book, you'll see that too. <laughs> oh, good. Now, Commander to Homeschool talks about it is Commander to Homeschool is not how to homeschool. It's about how I went through it and how I mm-hmm. made it through even with my shortcomings, that's mm-hmm. what I want to get out there is that even though people may look at me and say, well, you don't have this and you don't have that. It doesn't matter because I still got the same results, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Because I followed God. Yeah. Because I, I trusted and leaned on God. Yeah. And he helped me to understand, helped me to know what to do and what to choose and where to go and, and where to put my kids, even to, where to let my kids, who to let my kids sit up under. Yeah. Cause I didn't just let my, anybody teach my children. Yeah. Right. right. Especially when it came to, came to religion. No mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, he really is the mighty counselor. And when you come to him in that way, you better be ready because he will respond and he will guide yes. and lead. And sometimes it can be overwhelming. You know? <laughs> so, but you know, you just can't, 
Yeah. You just have to make sure you don't, you, you, you just got to know perfection. Perfection is not something that we need to be shooting for. Yeah. We just need to shoot for and touch and hold on to the perfect master. Yeah. And he, and when it works out and when it's, if you really do that for real, if you really hold on to the perfect master, it will work out. Yeah. It will work out. Yeah. Sometimes you may feel like you fall, you're falling short, but that's because you're leaning on yourself again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I, whenever I had stress and anxiety, it was because I was leaning on my own self. Mm-hmm. But when I stepped back and let him carry me through it, yeah. he got me through and, and, so and, and it worked out. How would you, um, what tips would you give to a mother going through that of, how do like what's the practical application of allowing the self to step aside and him to step in? Would you say lots of prayer, lots of Bible study? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. What I did as a young mom, I kid you not, I would get up because I got up early because I'm an early bird. I don't. I can't. You were in the early. Air Force. Yeah, you were disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get up early, but yeah. you know, this, you can do these methods, even if you are, you, you, you are a night owl, you, mm-hmm. you just have to choose the hours that you need. Yeah. But I would get up early in the morning before everyone else, my husband would leave it. He would leave at four 30 to go to work. Yeah. So I would get up and start my Bible study. Yeah. I would get into God's word and, and, and I didn't have a Bible study that someone wrote all of the time, but I, I would do like a, sometimes topical and sometimes I would go in depth and deep in like if I wanted to know who the Holy Spirit was or what the Trinity was, I read everything in the Bible and to the point of writing it down. I copied mm-hmm. scripture. Mm-hmm. I have notebooks on top of notebooks of scripture. Yeah. Just scripture. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And everything I begin to think of everything from a spiritual point of view, a yeah. Christian point of view. Everything. to the point to what I ate, to what I wore, to where I went, to who I talked to, everything to me, just like today, I think everything is is in God's hands Mm -hmm. to to this coronavirus. You know what I'm saying? Everything is in his hands. He is not blindsided by anything because he's the grand, he's the grand weaver. Mm -hmm. He's the grand weaver. Everything that we deal with, God knows it before we even go through it, before the words come through on, on to our tongues. He already knows what it is. Right. 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 <laughs> so Amazing. that's, yeah, that's what I did. And that's what yeah. you have. That's how, that's what yeah. kept me strong and kept me focused. And yeah. I knew I had, I had older women telling me, well, you need to let in the church saying to me, sometimes you need to let them go. You need to cut the apron strings. You need to do this. And, you need to do that. And I said, well, you know, as far as cutting the apron strings, it won't be happening today. I'm not doing that today. <laughs> I can tell you, <laughs> you may be, I didn't, I mean, I wasn't sassy towards them, but I'm like, right. You may be an elder, but I'm not listening to that because my first priority is to my children, yeah. my, my children. And if I, I, I'm not interested in going here and going there because before I had kids, I went anywhere I wanted to. You know, I wasn't one of those people that said I need to find myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that might be, so yeah. I'm not trying to be, talk bad about anybody, but I just was not, I didn't have, I never had that type of crisis, you know, because mm-hmm. I had already been um, all so many places 
as a young person because I was in the Air Force, right? Yeah. So yeah. I had already visited a lot of places. But and and I didn't feel like I was lo- I was missing out because I chose to be a mother. Mm-hmm. Even today I don't feel like I'm missing out. I love being the a mother. I love leaving my children. Yeah. I love that. Well, it's it is, such an encouragement. And it's, yeah, because you're doing it all over again, you know? Yeah. To, it's like God gave you a whole other group to steward over. And yes. what's, what's some of the differences you find yourself? Are you just enjoying it all the more so doing it the second time around? Yes, because I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and but the difference in this, God gave me another challenge because he gave me girls. Mm. Are all four so girls? different. No, no, no. I okay. have two boys and two, two girls. Okay. And the girls, okay. God, see, I tell people this all of the time because of where I came from, the way I grew up, first of all, I was already kind of like streetwise and kind of mm-hmm. hardcore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I went into the Air Force, the Air Force sort of refined that in me mm-hmm. to make me sort of like, I don't know. I was just a straightforward person. Yeah. And, um, I wasn't, I wasn't very, not too many things would shake me mm-hmm. if that's the right wording. But anyway, yeah. so I was already primed to raise boys. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I mm-hmm. already had what it took, what it takes <laughs> to raise boys. Oh, raising boys. That's a, I feel like that's just an anthology on its own. You know? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> because as a boy mom, yeah, it's just, wow. You have to have a certain special something. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> boys are really kind of crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They really are. Some of the things that they, they would do, I look at them like, what in the world? <laughs> but you, <know? laughs> but, you right. know, I already had that. And I, 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 I wasn't like the sugar sugar um re type of mom mm-hmm. i wasn't mean and evil and i loved them and they knew it but i just was not like a flowery kind of mom but i had to learn to become that with these girls mm-hmm. <laughs> because of their emotions they're, it was so different they came yeah. to me with the, the older one like emotions that i didn't have to deal with with my boys yeah. so i had to relearn how to pair the girl you know what i'm saying yeah and now it is it's wonderful because it's helping me to soften. It has helped me to soften. Hmm. Although I'm still, she says I'm still like strict, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and kind of, you know, um, I guess rigid. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it has softened me a lot to have girls in my life. Hmm. And, um, but so, and, and the other difference is I'm not as, uh, uh, anal, I guess about what I do as far as, how the houses run, you know, before <laughs> and, how, and certain things they can do that. The older, and these boys have said that to me, we weren't able to do that when we were that age. <laughs> but things are different because um, like, for instance, internet, they are not allowed to get on the internet just any time, but they do use it to do some of their, their paperwork and stuff. They really have to do it now because we don't, they don't have, we can't really just go to the library as we right want to, you know, but before, before, when we first moved into this house in 1990, wait a minute, 2004, we didn't have internet. My kids never had, the older kids never had that. They didn't have cell phones, none of that stuff. Yeah. None of my kids have cell, I mean, the older ones have what they want because they're grown, but I mean, none of the kids, the younger kids have cell phones. We, we just don't believe it's necessary. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not saying that, that I was this, you know, they have these terms like helicopter mom and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. I wasn't, I was not that type of person, but I was definitely a hands-on mom, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a hands-on mom. And I still am. Yeah. And I think it's important because if you want your children to be safe, you have to, pre- you have to protect them. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what people think of you. You have to protect your children. Yeah. Because you have you have people out there who are like predators. They will they're looking they will look for things where they can do so they can, they're looking for you to let put your hands off your kids, take your hands yeah. off and let them go. Yeah. So that's a very real pre- and present danger. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I think it's something that's not it's not talked about enough to where, mm-hmm. you know, people don't understand that when abuse happens it happens sometimes in, in your own yard, in your own yes. house, in your, yes. you know, if your children are going out into a school system, it can easily happen on the playground in, you know, yes. an empty classroom. Yes. And it's not being fearful. It's just being aware of the times in which we live. Exactly. And, you know, all the things that are happening in just such a short period of time, it's like a snowball effect, you know? So yes. it's really yes. when God's put, you know, just like we're to steward over our homes, you know, the way that he mm-hmm. sees fit, it's no different with our children. And so I tr- I believe that. Yeah. Looking back, if you were to leave, um, you know, obviously you said you've kind of relaxed a little bit and you've had girls on this second round of <laughs> homeschooling. Uh-huh. What, um, what are some tidbits of homeschool advice that you've taken? Because yeah, you're doing it again. Not that's really unique. Not many people. <laughs> you know, at your age are, you know, they'll Uh look back and they'll give you, oh, well, I wish I would have known that as a young mom, but you're, it's like, you still are a young mom because you have a (laughs) right now, you know, you're doing it all over again. And I know it makes me feel young. Yeah. That's one thing I I, I do feel young. I know I'm like, we went bike riding for last Friday. Uh We went bike riding. I haven't gone bike riding like that <laughs> for for years and believe me i'm still paying for it <laughs> i am hurting i am hurting but i love doing that yeah i have to do the same things with them mm-hmm. you know because they're young they want to do stuff yeah and i don't want to i it keeps me young yeah being with these kids you know and um but i we're still as far as homeschooling i have relaxed quite a bit i am not um I mean, they're still, as long as I know that they are learning and progressing towards where they need to be, mm-hmm. I am not um, you ha- on them like you, like my, my older, t- my older kids had schedules. I was like, you better do this. You better do, you know, you have to have this done at this time. Oh, you know, yeah. but I'm not like that now. I just yeah. sit down and I, I, I observe them, my, like my first grader. I observe her with my eyes, watch her, listen to her. And if I see she's getting it, I can tell now if she understands something. I can also tell that she just doesn't, she doesn't get it. It's like the light bulb has not clicked in her, in her brain right now. Mm-hmm. And she is one that has sort of uh, a slight learning disability. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, but I'm not going to stress right. and overwhelm her with work. I don't have mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. She's going to learn, you know, mm-hmm. then I have my, 10th, my um, ninth and 10th graders, they are pretty much on their own unless they need, you know, my advice to help them with something Mm -hmm. that might help. Mm -hmm. Um, But pretty much there, I believe in teaching them to self-govern 
you know, themselves in school because it's help is prepping them for college too. Yeah. Who's going to help you in college? Yeah. You know? And so what curriculum choices have you used throughout the years that set that up for independent learning? Well, that's Abeka. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, but Abeka, I, I can't, I can't say enough about Abeka when it comes to language and, and, and uh, math Mm -hmm. that they have everything. Um, I get what I do is I buy the the set yeah. for the kids and I buy the teacher's um, curriculum book, the homeschool teacher's curriculum book. And in that curriculum book, it tells me everything I need to do down to the words that I need to say if I want it to yeah. use that, you know, it, and it, it leads me into knowing what these children. And so what the way they lay it out is, is you, you copy it and actually give it to the child. Mm-hmm. to the to the high school student and they follow it and when they need my when they're supposed to approach me they come it tells them get your parent to do so and so so that's independent learning right there <laughs> you know what like, i'm saying yeah yeah it's it's lovely i don't have to do um i don't really have to do uh, much when it with the high schoolers yeah. is with the is with my sixth I have a fifth grader and a first grader i my time is mostly with them yeah but my high schoolers only when they need me to copy, a, um, not to copy, but to um, give them, yeah, to give them a copy of the test or uh, quizzes, or I have to give them a pop quiz. Mm-hmm. That's when I help them because okay. I give the quizzes and all of that. Right. I mean, I, I actually physically hand them the quizzes mm-hmm. and stuff, yeah. but, um, and I'll take like spelling test, vocabulary test. I have to do that, Yeah. but Hey, I can use my ninth my 10th grader to give a quiz to my fifth grader mm, or a spelling mm-hmm. test to my yeah. first grader yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah and that's te- training them on how to help lead other people too yeah yeah so that abeka really really is i find it tops when that when it comes to um um independent learning my phone i'm sorry my okay. my computer keeps making this noise but anyway um yeah so that's what we do yeah. And, um, all of we, for, for my high school, my high school curriculum, <coughs> we all, we use all of that when it comes to history, literature, language, spelling, math, everything is a Becca. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I use videos for the math. Okay. And you that's know, what I love, you know, when you really like, like we were talking about earlier, when you commit your homeschool to God, he mm-hmm. will lead that specific family to exactly the right curriculum, the right choices they need. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's just such a blessing. And so to offer kind of different moms, Hey, if you haven't heard of this and you're struggling, maybe here's an option. And it takes Mm kind of, you, sometimes you try out different options up that doesn't work. Or like you said, you, you left, you know, Abeka went to Saxon math and then you (laughs) returned back. And so I know I found that in myself. I didn't trust that was one of the lessons that I've, I've learned, you know, over this last year, when I first started homeschooling, God had led me to my father's world and I bought Uh the curriculum. But when I got it, I thought, oh no, this is too easy. It's not, I didn't Uh understand, you know, it's like, we should be doing school six hours a day. It's like, no, you have a five-year-old. You're going to be doing school 30 minutes a day. Six hours a day. Oh you my. Know, 30 minutes a day. <laughs> and I just, I couldn't even comprehend that being out of the public education system myself. Uh-huh. And so I, I kept some of the books, but then I sent back the rest of the curriculum and we kind of followed a, a Charlotte Mason 
you know, based philosophy, but like on steroids. And so then the Uh next year I did like three full curriculums in first grade. Wow. Wow. Too much. Like way too much. You did all the whole thing? Like the whole thing. Like, wow. Right. So we just did so much. We read so many books and covered so much material. And then I realized, wow, God, like you led me to my father's world to where we're actually going back that route. I haven't Mm -hmm. committed if I'm going to use my father's world for next year or not. I think we're going to be doing five in a row. Actually, I'm still getting clear about our next year because I want to grow together. But you know, Uh he does, he leads you and then you have to trust that, right? That's everything. Yes. Like that's what oftentimes that's when you said the self comes in and you start to, Oh no, I don't know about that. But it's like, (laughs) no, to trust where he leads and then to stay committed to it. And believe me, you're going to, throughout the years, I've had people tell me, um, well, you should try this, or I don't, I don't like a Becca because it's too uh, rigid. It's too overwhelming as this is that, but that was for them. Right. You know, that's what they felt, but I never felt that way because yeah. I, first of all, I learned, like I said, from older women that you don't have to do everything that a Becca has yeah. for, in order for your children to progress. Right. Like they have, they have the main book, plus they have seat work book. Then they have this book. Then they have the practice book. You don't have right. to have all of that. Right. And, you know, their Bible study mm-hmm. curriculum, I don't use that. Mm-hmm. The reason why I don't use it is because we do our own Bible study. I don't need yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, throughout my whole um, parenting career, <laughs> we have just read from the Bible and we learn like that. And we discuss the Bible on a daily basis. Right. Just when we're cooking, we're talking about biblical things. You know what I'm saying? And everyone is in the conversation. So I feel you need to learn like that. And if, if my younger kids, they have, um, like Abeka does, they have like art and everything is basically, basically, uh, Christian based. Mm -hmm. So they're being exposed to God's word anyway. Yeah. Yeah. In art, in language, in math and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I always felt, I believe that the parent is the one who should be the first shepherd. The the Mm -hmm. dad is the shepherd of the household, but the mom is supposed to be his helpmate to help them to shepherd their kids. No one should have precedent precedent over the parents. Mm -hmm. I never, I've never believed in that. No, it is your job. Even when it comes to Sunday school or children's church or youth group. They are, they should never have the heart of your child before you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I I'm saying? That. No, I do. And I think that's a great note to end it on um, <laughs> of just, yeah. You know, when you commit to God and yes. you're committing your homeschool and you were taking on that role of being that steward and that shepherd that he will of your home, you know, yes, you're the gatekeeper yes. of your home and the keeper of your home. That's right. So, Wonderful. Do you have anything, any one tidbit you want to leave our listeners to today? Well, you know, I just want to go back to the same thing I said earlier that when it comes to your family, you as the mom and the dad, you two need to get together. You look at your family, check out what, look at each child, how they're wired, what they're used, what they like, what interests them, what, um, what excites them and tailor your homeschool towards that. Yeah. Hodgepodge if you want to, because that'll work. 
or just get one thing and that already has everything in it because you don't because that's what I did. I didn't feel like I I got to came to a point to where I didn't want to keep going looking for all these different things to put together a curriculum. So I just chose one and stuck with it. Yeah. And you and the thing is you 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 don't don't jump all over the place. You can't do that because get if you're going to get something, give it at least a year, maybe two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because mm-hmm. you have to first, like you said, you did our father's world and then mm-hmm. you put it aside. Then you came back. Yeah. You have to give it some time. Right. And then for your own, for your own satisfaction, assess your children when they're young but, and see if they're, if they're retaining these things, yeah. if they're retaining what you have taught them. And that way you, you can have your own, for your own satisfaction that you are doing the right thing, but just trust that God is in it. If you believe, you really believe in God, if you are a Christian, you know that you in the palm of his hand, then trust him, trust him and he will lead you. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you, Adrian. Yes.